Welcome to the Midwest Flyways podcast. I'm your host, Cal Ness. We have Joey Vasallo across from me. And also in the room, we have not that crabby Cotto as well tonight. Yep. Carter, you don't seem that crabby. Nope. That's that's nice. You've been home a little bit lately? Yep, a little bit. That's good, dude. Yep. Guy's not homesick. He's not crabby. <laughs> True. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. <clears throat> this podcast is also brought to you by RW Coolidge. And guys, if you're looking for a duck strap that you think is going to last hunting as long as you can manage to keep hunting, then I would recommend checking out RW Coolidge. You can customize the strap, which I think is so cool. So you can put your name on it, your initials, whatever. You can even send him like a logo or a design with a duck, something like that. You can put it on there. So check that out, rwcoolidge.com. Joey. Dude. <clears throat> How you dude, doing? dude, 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 dude. How you doing? How you doing? Good. No, how you no, doing? No, I said how you doing. No, no, how you doing? Good. Anyway, my name is Joey Tribbiani. I'm from New York. I don't think you did. You didn't have to change your name. It's already Italian. How you doing? It's already Italian. Okay. So, pontoon blind finished. <laughs> dude, the, pon- right the pontoon blind is F-I-N-I-S-H-E-D, dude. It is finished. Well, it's finished in terms of your world, yeah. I think I'm going to like keep it. Well, seeing as how I'm the one putting the most hours into it, it is finished. No, and then now I get to come in with my finishing touches. Nope. Yeah, it's going to be good. Nope, you don't get to touch it. I do, obviously. You can buy a froth pack for it. How about that? No, I I can touch it, obviously. Mm. So it'll be fine. But, dude, pontoon blind is sick. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was a little worried about its stability. Mm-hmm. But it seems that you believe you've solved this issue. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to see how that does. You see, the <clears throat> problem is, is everyone I hunt with is so thick. They're so thick, dude. And so here I am at 175, chilling. The second you get a couple boys over 230, trouble. So... We gotta. <laughs> so right now you're literally saying that because you hunt with fat guys, the pontoon blind doesn't work. It works just fine. I just want to make it perfect. Sure. You know what yeah. I mean. So like, we had four people in there. The front was leaning down a little bit, so you need to position the fat guys on the opposite end, yeah. right? And if someone's getting out of the boat, everyone get to that side of the boat. Sure. Works, not failing. However, put a 55 gallon drum underneath the front. Golden. Mm-hmm. The guy even went as far as to warn me. I don't know if you need to. Might want to fill half of it up with water. All the floating docks. It's too buoyant with like a steel dock on top. It's too buoyant. I'm like, okay, okay. So when I put the grill in there, put a blackstone in it. Everybody, cook breakfast. It was hot. Yeah, hot. I cannot explain how amped I am about this blind. Yeah. You haven't hunted out of it. No, I'm amped about it. <clears throat> I think it's sick. Not as pumped about it as me, but and that's okay. No, I am pumped about yet. it. It's sick. Probably the one thing I totally forgot about in doing this pontoon blind is you are above the water like seven feet, like your head is. So your first shot is shooting down. Second shot is eye level. Mm-hmm. Third is quartering away. <sighs> Game changer. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. God, that thing is so sick. What'd you make for breakfast? I made uh, uh, tortillas. I made some eggs, and I had some, uh, I forget what Italian, kind of looks like pepperonis, but it's super thin, and it's like uncured meat. It's not prosciutto. It's uh, something else. It's like a little pepperoni deal, and it was unbelievable. There's just something about like murky water smell. With like a fresh cooked breakfast. Yeah. Makes it taste so much better. Nice. And it's not like you're just garbling a quick trip sandwich at 5.15. Just like, I know I'm going to be hungry in two hours. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to be honest. I didn't know you were a big like, I didn't, you've never been a big breakfast in the blind guy. No, but just because it's too much work to do it. Uh-huh. You know, if you're mobile and you're on the fly. But if you have a permanent blind, dude. Yeah. Come out. And then you can stay out there longer because you're not hungry, and it's nice. And that that pond is the perfect place for that. That 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. flight. Right. Unbelievable. And that's when you start to get hungry. You're just like, hmm, I've been up for four hours. Yeah. 
So how many times have you hunted it so far? Uh, I hunted it Tuesday, Saturday, Sunday of this okay. week. Tuesday was fire. Tuesday was good. So good. Sun in our Saturday. face. Sun in our face. No wind. Still killed seven ducks and a couple geese. It Saturday. Was, it was good. And uh, it wasn't even fully brushed when we hunted it. Right, right. They Is it fully no brushed now? Yeah. Okay. Um, You can always do touch-ups. Like, I, I want to do, like, a half hour before I get there, cut down some more branches and zip-tie it on. But um, Saturday, Sunday was trash. Just no birds. And Saturday, we had a 14-mile-an-hour uh, northwest wind. We saw, like, 30 ducks. Didn't killed, shoot anything? Killed two. On Saturday? Yeah, we should have killed yeah. more, but uh, Noah's gun clicked. Nice. So. <laughs> what, did you have one good flock come in or something? No, we had two good flocks come in. Yeah? Yeah. And I, I was like, Noah, shoot him. Click. I'm like, oh, get my gun out. and Yeah. Scraped a couple. But no, it was a fun morning. And I didn't bring any goose decoys out there because um, you want me to keep the DSDs really nice. Right. So, like, putting them in my truck, taking them out of the boat, putting them in the truck, you know, it just gets it gets old. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I didn't bring goose decoys. I was like, we'll be fine. We'll see more ducks and geese. Mainly geese is what we saw. Nice. So we could have taken a lot of pass shots on geese, but, like, why? Right. I don't, I'm not bloodthirsty anymore. Oh, I am some days, but. Yeah. Sunday I was say. bloodthirsty. <clears throat> and then uh, hunted it Sunday, no wind, sunshine. Terrible hunting. But with this cold front, dude, cold fronts. This cold front is going to be wild. They're getting snow up in Canada Thursday, and then it comes all the way down here by Friday. Yeah. It's like rain, snow mix, so it's going to push birds out of Canada with the full moon, so the calendar migration is going to be on. Mixed with the weather, I think we're going to have a huge push. Huge yeah. push of birds, dude. Well, we can get back to that. We can talk about that in a little bit. Uh, I wanted to ask you a couple other questions about this pontoon blind. Yeah, because I, I pretty much built it myself. You haven't seen it? <laughs> <laughs> one, one more thing before you do that. Oh, our intro. <laughs> there it is. So angry. I told you he was quabby today. No. Quabby cow. Oh, cow, yeah, absolutely. Quabby cow. Absolutely. With the pontoon blind, are you feeling like we can be mobile in it? Like move it around the pond? Yeah. Oh, for sure. So you think we can hunt both sides? Yep. Yeah. No problem. And do you feel like a trolling motor is going to push that thing? I don't really think we need it, um, especially with the canoe out there. Like, one, we could push it. That would be just push very, pull it. We could push pull it, or we could throw a trolling motor on it. Like we can do whatever we want. But I was just picturing. I just pulled it with a canoe the other day. Cake. Yeah. But the pond is you like pulled it with a canoe. Yeah. What do you mean? I was just. I had a rope tied to the canoe and tied to the pontoon and literally just rode it over like it was nothing. Really? Like it was nothing. <coughs> That's like, insane. Once it gets moving, I mean, it glides through the water, you know, so. I legit, legit would have never thought that to be possible. Yeah, and plus it catches wind, you know. things. Was be- it like a still day? No wind? Yeah, still day. Okay. Yeah. And when we're pushing it, dude, it's like... <clears throat> You really don't need to, like, push it. In the wind, it's going to be a bitch, though. Not with the poles. The poles are solid. So, for everyone listening. No, I mean, like, to move it. If it's windy. Oh, yeah. Like, that's when you just pull out the canoe. Or you just get out and walk it. It's, like, four feet deep. The whole thing? The whole pond, yeah. There's a section that's 10 foot, but I don't ever go over there because it's right next to someone's house. Gotcha. Which is legal in Minnesota. You don't need permission within 500 feet if you're on water and shooting away from it. But just to be respectful, like, there's no need to go over there. Mm-hmm. So, Dude, I've definitely, like, walked into those, in like, out to get decoys, and it's way too deep. Like, it gets way in too In certain deep. spots, sure. But, like, the average depth of the pond is four feet, and if you're about to go over your waders, like, you're right there on the pontoon, you just lift yourself up. Yeah. It's, it's actually incredibly, okay. like, super easy. Yeah. It's really nice. I was really surprised by it. So if we go over the other side and the winds, uh, but we would never go over there if the wind's over there, you know? What do you mean? So oh, like if, we, oh. if we push it out there in the morning with the wind at our back, we would never hunt with the wind in our face. So Right. It's fine. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, and then you could just walk it around if you really wanted to around the edge. 
it's not that big of a pond. It took me like four minutes to get 150 yards, like incredibly quick. Just as fast as I could go in my waders, the pontoon was gone. Hmm. Like I, yeah. I was just like touching with my hand, and then it would just float past me. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> nice. Oh no, yeah, <laughs> you know. But the spud poles are killer. Yeah, went to Menards and got 10 foot six, uh, black hollow steel tubing. It's thin. But it's really sturdy, so like the pontoon, if there's wind, won't bend it. And since it's hollow, it's taking in all that mud, so it just makes it even more secure. So how did you end up doing it through the... I didn't. Nope. So like the pontoons jut out. So if you put one uh, in the front left as you're looking out the front of the pontoon, yep. and in one in the back right, it's not going anywhere. Gotcha. So no matter which way the wind goes, <clears throat> you're secure. Yeah. So that's just up against like the pontoon and the frame of the pontoon? Mm-hmm. Did you put like a T top on it or anything? Or yeah, I drilled a three eighths inch hole and put rebar through it and taped and across okay. yeah. around it and holds it great. Nice. And it went into the ground pretty far, or like four feet. Yeah. Yeah, it ain't going nowhere. Nice. Snap those straps. It ain't going nowhere. Yeah. That's sick, dude. That like <clears throat> so many things that I've been planning, not only my whole life, but for since we bought the pontoon, it's just working out perfectly and i'm like yes yes yeah no i think it's sick dude i'm i'm telling you when you hunt out of it the first time you're gonna freak out be like this is incredible yeah i i am hoping that we can get an ice eater in that pond Mm -hmm. we need to get an ice eater in that pond we have to yeah otherwise like i'm gonna be like what the fuck did we do this for i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie because that pond is such a transitionary pond Mm -hmm. so it's like so hit or miss like you could have an, a pretty decent day there or you could have like eight days in a row where it sucks there and like that's the only thing about that pond that i'm like it's so sick it's so nice and close to home i'm just like how often do i feel like we're gonna hunt it i think that's always been like my question about it to be mm-hmm. honest is like it's great it's sick but like if we have birds in a field we're never hunting that so think of it this way and yeah. this is exactly what I've thought about it. The pond is so good when it's good. And then it's a perfect Hail Mary spot, you know? So how many Hail Marys do you just have to do something ridiculous to get to? Or it's like a pretty low chance you're going to shoot birds. Yeah. So it's like, eh. So now picture it in complete luxury. You are dry the entire time. And you're cooking breakfast. Yeah. And you're hanging out. It's warm. And you're sitting in lawn chairs. So what's the ideal wind for that, the way that it's sitting right now? Um, Northwest is really good. West is very good. Even the south wind is good. Yeah, south, the only southwest, good, northwest. The, the worst wind is east. Yeah. Which isn't one of our <clears throat> predominant winds. Right, I was going to say, which we don't get a lot. We get northwest. Southwest. And southwest. Yeah. It's really good. It's sick. The pond is perfect. So it's, so it's it's quartering shots northwest and southwest, but and straight like west is right behind you where it sits. Yeah, but if you need to move it sixty yards right, to right, get a right. cross shot, so sick. But and for it, the most part, that is how it's going to sit because of that wind wise. Yeah, the only thing that sucks is sun setting out of the east. Or yeah. I'm sorry, it's rising in the east, so it's in your face. Yeah. That's what sucks. So I've been moving it like 150 yards to the north and then turning the blind sideways so that my back is against the cattails and you have a, a crosswind and then also the sun is at your right side instead of directly in your face. Yeah. So you really have to hide your faces if you're shooting into the sun and then obviously if you're shooting in the sun, it's hard to see, especially when they're right in the kill hole. It's like, where do we go? Yeah. It's yeah. tough. But there you go. That's sick, dude. It is. I am so stoked, dude. What's your? What do you think is going to be like your go-to blind breakfast out there? Um, eggs and bacon. Yeah, you just know, easy. I w- yeah, and maybe uh, like I don't want to have syrup out there all the time. Like oh. the shelves will just be lined with kitchen equipment, and it'll get gross because it's in a duck blind, or I'll have to take it out and remember to bring it out every time. Nightmare. So like, eggs and bacon. Bring it out there that day. Good to go. Yeah. You're just solid. It is so sick that you put that walkway out there, actually. 
is dope. Yeah, so like, dude, you don't even need waiters. You don't. No, I mean, one, you, first, you, one you person do, for sure needs yeah. waiters, but like with the canoe there, you technically wouldn't really need to get into right. the water. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think you can safely get in that canoe from the board from the boardwalk or whatever? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no problem. Right next to it. Yeah. It's easy. And you have a little chute to get the canoe out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it is dope. It's tucked in. Yeah. It's tucked in. It's so cool. And there's like a big uh, maple tree right above it. Yeah. So it looks like a tree right in front of a tree. So the birds are just like seeing two different trees right there. And they're not going to go over the tree, look down and see the canoe or anything. The spot yeah. is killer, dude. So speaking of the pontoon, um, we've been using Sound Gear Phantoms. So awesome. Because when you're in that box of the pontoon and you're calling... There was one morning where we're setting up. We got out there a little late, and I hadn't put in my sound gears yet, and I started duck calling, and the thing reverberated in there so bad, and it hurt my ears. I'm like, holy crap. So then I stuck my head out of the hole and started calling, and it was a lot better. It's just a nice reminder where you're hearing protection. We also have a phone number to call for 200 bucks off the Phantoms, which is Carter. Yeah, so if you use code FLYWAYS, you get 125 off a pair of Instant Fit. Or if you call this phone number, 855-483-1809, you get $200 off Custom Fit Phantoms. 1809, you heard it here, folks. Billy Mays here. Billy Mays here. I feel like that's a, a late-night TV special. Oh, dude. Reading the phone number. That's yeah. so oh, old school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so old school. Call right now for buy one, get one free. <laughs> Billy Mays here with Flex Seal. Oh my God. Call this number right now for the Look same deal as online. I turned the screen door into a boat. <laughs> that was so wild. <laughs> no doubt, that was bro. was so wild. No, remember when they literally just cut a hole out of that boat? Yeah, filled it with Flex Seal. Yeah. Terrifying. Cut a hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> like a man-sized hole. That's how good our deal is on the sound gears. So go check them out, guys. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. No. I. I mean, I'll be honest, dude. Like, I didn't really know what you were thinking for this pontoon blind glory when you first started it, and I think that's what's always been the difference in the like. You've had no excitement, damn near. I just like at like at no point were you like here's my ideas here's what I think you know it was just like you started building it <laughs> and then you were like you ever gonna help me with this and I was like Whoa. I didn't even know what was happening with this it was just like Joey decided one day I'm just a go getter dude it's like when you got the dog yeah actually we've never told this story on the pod have we maybe not it's kind of funny so Joey one day it was like one night and. Joey and I lived together when we were like, what, 20? 20. 20. We were 20. And 21. Uh, we lived together on your 21st birthday. So anyway, uh, <laughs> like 21, and I feel like we came home from like a drunken night out, and we were like sitting there. It was me and my now wife, my then girlfriend, Annie, Joey, and Noah, <clears throat> our buddy Noah, and we're sitting there, and Joey's like, I think we should get a dog. And we're all like, yeah, that might be cool, man, like. Yeah, we could maybe get a dog. And then literally like two weeks later, Joey called us. There was so us. much more discussion than that. <laughs> no, but no, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> it was like about it. That's all I remember it at least. It was like going into detail. That's about how I like know we had just got back from the bar. How we're splitting <clears throat> the dog. No. And like what it can be used for and how, how many great things we could have a dog for. Security because we're in a bad part of town. But this is literally like what you do when you get home from the bar. Like you talk about the, you know, you get in a, you let's get a dog, bro. Like that'd be sick. And then the next day, it's not like you get a dog. You're like, remember when we talked about that last time? Maybe we should think about that for a little while, you know? And Joey called us and was like, hey, um, so the dog was 150 bucks. I was thinking we'd split it three ways. <laughs> and he brought home Riley. So broke. And we were like, uh, no, what the hell, man? And... That's really funny, but that's kind of how I felt about this like pontoon blind, because you were like, "Yeah, let's get let's do this pontoon blind," and I'm like, "Cool." I'm wrapping my mind around it. You know what I mean? Like I'm getting acquainted with what this meant yes, and yes, has yes. become. Yes. And you have to also understand it's tough for me because I'm much more a perfectionist than you. Mm. So like I see little things that I'm like, oh fuck. I just, uh, I just wanted, it could have been so, you know, this could have been really nice and, 
And you're just like, I just want to get this done. Yeah. So. Yeah, because it was fucking September. <clears throat> Let's right. get it done. Right, right, right. Yeah. And the way I work, out of like, if I thought we were like having that in the water for sure this year, we should have started planning that in July. So been planning it. So that said, it's sick. It's gonna be sick. I can't wait to hunt out of it. And that said, like I, I can't wait to hunt out out of it so much that this weekend, I feel like we're gonna have birds, and I'm probably not gonna hunt out of it. But part of me just wants to. Like no. not even care, you know there's what I mean? There's gonna be birds on it, for sure this weekend. But, but like, here's but Thursday here's the morning. thing. So, yeah. Oh well, that's the thing. Like, no, you're there's fucking... there's more and more birds coming in each day. The close because like the birds in front of the cold front are gonna push in, and also we're starting to have a full moon any day now, right? Yep. So, birds are gonna be pushing in there. No, like I'm not saying there wouldn't be birds in there. I'm just saying if we if we have permission on a field this weekend with like fifty oh, ducks yeah. and three hundred geese in it, we're hunting that field. Probably. Yeah. And then go hunt that water in the afternoon. If we don't yeah. limit out. Yeah. If we don't limit out, go hunt that pond in the afternoon. But you won't be here this weekend. No, I don't think so. Right. I don't think so. I think I'm going to go out west. So you're going to blow up the pontoon on Thursday, and then I'll pick up your scraps <laughs> on Saturday. Sick. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It won't blow it up. So. By any means. You know me. I'm not going to shoot into like in a spot like that where it's we're going to consistently hunt it. I'm not going to blow it up. You just Unless like, there's like seven guys. Right. But I'm not going to have seven guys. I'm at two guys from work. Oh, boy. Here we go. Clients. I'm going to have clients from it's work. It's the client blind now. Mm-hmm. That, that pond is fucked. Hey, yeah, guys. Bring your kids. <clears throat> bring your kids. like one year. <laughs> <laughs> Never be another bird on it. Oh, my God. Joey's clients. All right. Anyway. I'm super excited to cook breakfast out there. I'm very excited to be warm. In my head, dead serious, we need to get an ice eater out there. Yeah. Big failure otherwise. Mm -hmm. Sad. Yeah. It would hurt me. Like coming into like late November. I'm going to have an ice eater. I'm going to have an ice eater. (laughs) There's no question. Yeah. Like zero We don't currently have one. No. Right. There will be one there before it freezes up. You don't have one though, right? I do have one. Does Rob have one? I have Rob's from 1980. Does it work? Uh, yeah, but I'd rather not. You know, I'd really? rather not. Yeah. Why? It's sketch. It's sketch. It's like a 55-gallon drum cut into a quarter with a big fan in the middle. And then it's got a green electrical cord coming from it. So it's been spliced. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like stock by any means. <clears throat> yeah. It's 1980, bro. Yeah, before ice eaters were a thing, they were using them. It's uh, like, damn, didn't Isaac Hills have an ice eater out with us one day? Mm, uh, his trolling motor. Yeah, yeah. Is that what that was? Yeah, trolling motor on a stand. Yep. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Are we gonna do that? No. No, what? I'm just gonna have like a real ice eater. I'll either buy a J two or if Lucky Ducks come back in stock, get one of those. Yeah. But like Lucky Duck is out of stock, right? I don't know if the, I'm not sure. That new ice eater looks unbelievable, dude. <laughs> Unreal. It is sick. God. Yeah. It floats? It floats. Get out. Get out. Yeah. How long do you think before freeze-up you got to put that out there? Oh, you put it in after freeze-up. No, I'm just saying, like, you could put it in before the water freezes if you know you're going to have an overnight freeze. Yeah. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. You think if you like put it in the night before and then it just, you knew you were going to be like the, 25 degrees overnight? The way that I see it going on that pond is we get two nights of 28 and there's like sheet ice on it. That's when you put it in and you let it rip that morning while you're setting up. So like there's not enough ice for it to like really cling. Yeah. And then that the water just pushes it and opens it up. That's how I see it going. These aren't these aren't cheap. No. Yeah. No, I knew that. I already knew that. But you know, just like continuing to see them and then be like, yeah. Why? What are you seeing really, for pricing? I mean, pretty much every ice eater is like fourteen hundred, sixteen hundred. Right. It depends. You know, it's really cool. Like, it's a write off. So. Yeah. 
That is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're expensive. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, but yeah, probably got to do the ice eater situation there. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, we put that much work into the pontoon line. We're gonna hunt it till the end of ducks. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And geese will roost on it at the end of the year, like when it starts icing up. And so, like, if you want to, right at the end of that season, you can hammer them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the end of the season, so. Yeah. Don't shoot the rose. Oops. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell me more about this weather system, because I, like, watched the beginning of that video you sent me, but I didn't see the full thing. Yeah, essentially, they're going to get a bunch of snow up in Canada and a bunch of wind at the same time as a full moon. Mm-hmm. And birds are going to be pushing, dude. Everyone on TikTok, and I'm pretty sure Ducks Unlimited made a video about it, too. Really? Yeah, of this weather front that's coming through. It's going to push so many birds into North Dakota, and all the birds that are in North Dakota are going to move south. You know, so everything is just making its way down and going further south. And so the birds around here are stale, super stale. Even when we hunted the meadow, they were stale. You know, they weren't just mm-hmm. giving it up. Right. And so it'll push all those birds out, and new birds will come in, and then we'll hammer them for, like, a week, and then, you know, they'll get stale again, and I'm pretty sure it's going to get pretty cold pretty quick. Which day is this weather system supposed to start hitting and, like, moving birds? Well, today is the 23rd. Yep. Thursday, it's a high of 60. Friday, it uh, gets down to 30. Yeah, it's 30 at night on Friday with 50% chance of rain, and Saturday we have a frozen mix, and Boys, Sunday we have frozen mix. Sunday, high of 36, low of 27? I have low of 24. And then, yeah, yeah it's going to be under 26 degrees the next three days after that at night. So, it's going to get good. It's going to get real good. It's going to freeze up all that smaller water. Birds are going to be congregated because it's been flooded this year. All that rain we got a couple weeks ago. And so the birds are super scattered. No one's really beating them up here in Minnesota right now. And so with this freeze up, everyone's going to beat them up. Everybody. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, actually. Mm-hmm. It's going to push birds down south for Iowa and South Dakota and everything. It's yeah. going to be such a good weather front right at the perfect time. Yeah. I'm telling you, though, man, like there's some divers around right now. Like I've seen them. And then um, guys are shooting canvasbacks in North Dakota. They look super juvenile, so it's like the first push. But I think this week we're going to see every species of duck. A bunch of snows have already started to pour into North Dakota. And it's just going to be a like, huge push, dude. I was in north-central Wisconsin this weekend, mm-hmm. and we I saw a lot of divers. Hmm. Granted, I was in an area where that's pretty normal which uh which ones were you seeing um i saw a few canvas backs saw a few golden eye saw um a you lot saw of golden eye i did see a few golden eye yep not a lot maybe five or six but uh saw a lot of bluebills saw a lot of bufflehead um so obviously i think i said i saw some canvas backs mm-hmm. yeah um trying to think of what else i saw yeah, I saw a couple golden eye though. See any ringnecks? No ringnecks. Didn't see any ringnecks. Saw some mallards, but those aren't divers. Right. But yeah. Um yeah, I saw quite a few ducks though. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed that when the bluebills and blackjacks start to push, that's when everything starts pushing. I saw hard. a lot of bluebills. Really? Before blackjacks. Yeah, that's bro. I saw like Probably like a hundred bluebills. Hmm. Not a single ring neck. Hmm. Yeah. I saw some I saw some unidentifiable divers and usually when I can't identify them, they're blackjacks this past week. Mm-hmm. But nothing crazy. I saw a bunch of molts push into um Golden Valley today. Yeah. There's like the the Honeywell Pond in Golden Valley. Like, when we get a new push of geese, they always hit there in the metro. And there's yeah. probably 400 on the yeah. front line, which means geese are starting to push in front of that storm and everything. So, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I saw a lot of geese there. But not that exciting, obviously. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> dude, I'll tell you what, bro. 
went musky fishing this weekend. And it's tiring, huh? Yeah. I mean, it was fun. I was with my brothers and my dad. Mm-hmm. Love them. It was an amazing trip. Always so much fun. But, dude. <laughs> the fish didn't make it fun. It's just like, I told, I told my brother Micah, this would be like if I invited my dad and my brother duck hunting for three days. And in three days, we duck hunted 24 total hours. And we shot one duck. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yikes. Like, that's that's tough, dude. You know? That's like, so I will good. tell you right now, we, we fly fished for muskie for, like, eight hours, I think 10 hours one day, eight hours the next day. And we caught one muskie and two pike. Anything of size? Uh, I think Isaac's muskie was 30. So, no. Oof. Oof. My The pike I caught was, like, a hammer handle, like 20, 28 inches, 24 inches maybe. And I think my brother caught another pike that was like 30 maybe. Mm-mm. That's it. Mm-mm. <clears throat> I'm so out. Yeah. Bro, I'm telling you, that's a long day casting a big ass musky fly with a fly rod for like eight to 10 hours a day. And you're out there and you're grinding. And like day one, weather was unbelievable. It was perfect. So it was great. We were in t-shirts. It was super sunny, really nice, and that's where I saw tons of ducks. So I'm on like a full-on scouting mission. So in my head, I'm like, well, I'm fly fishing for muskie, but it's cool that I'm seeing all these ducks because this makes me feel like I could, you know, I could hunt here. Yeah, sneak out. Yeah. And then the second day, we got misted on and rained on, and Mm -hmm. it was like 45 degrees the entire day. I'm out. The entire day, and the whole day, we caught... (laughs) One musky, one pike. And the first day, we caught one pike. So it was like, the first day, it was like chilling because the weather was perfect, so you just didn't really, it was like whatever. Well, Great sunny just, day. And you're just hanging out with everybody. Yeah, just hanging out. Day two, you're getting rained on all day. Where's the fish? There's no fish. And you're like, <laughs> damn, boy. Like, this is... So anyway, that said, I'm just like, it's been nonstop of like, it's just tough. It's just tough. Like you, we're outdoors. Yeah, nothing's for sure. Right. You know, speaking of uh, not sure, let me talk to you about the antithesis of not sure. It is micro ammunitions. When you shoot that out of your gun, dude, it's gonna bang shit out of the sky. I'm telling you, this two four stack out of the twenty gauge this year is hammering. We're about to release a reel of us in Canada, and there's a flock of snow geese flying right at us. They were probably what. 60. Yeah. And there was that one juvie sitting out front. Popped his ass so hard, and he was dead on impact on the water. Two four stack out of a 20 gauge. It's good stuff. Go check it out. I love it. Um, Okay. Let's talk about the meadow a little bit. Hell yeah. Yeah, we haven't talked about it on the podcast. Well, yeah, we've been biz. I know. Too biz. biz. Too biz. Too biz. Yeah. Uh, The meadow is, is amazing. Guys, it's really fun. Let me talk to you about the meadow here yeah. real quick because it is such a cool thing. I'd say like every two years it floods once or twice. And whenever the thing floods, it's usually like earlier in the season. So you're like the ducks are spread out and whatever and they haven't really found their place where they congregate. So they're coming from five different roosts and whatever. But when the meadow floods, this little creek next to a grass spot surrounded by corn or beans floods, they land into the water and then they go into the crop and they eat it right off the water so naturally early in the year they're just loving it so when it floods we get a phone call Gavin hits us up he's like the meadow is flooded 6 a.m tomorrow and it's like oh oh no i get so excited every time we hunt the meadow just because they're so dumb yeah they're so dumb it's just so cool man you just don't you don't kill ducks out of a flooded grass field so cool. It's such an easy walk. It's just right out there. It's private property that he, it's in his family. And God, this is like my, that was my first time hunting with Gavin was at the meadow. Absolute banger. Yeah. Had so much fun. And it's probably flooded three more times since then in six years. I think it's been more than that. I feel like it does almost once a year. Like one, there's like one day a year where you get the meadows like flooded. 
<clears throat> so temperamental. But, so temperamental. Yeah. This was my first year hunting the meadow. I've never hunted the meadow before this. Those yeah, and you hunted in bone. <laughs> yeah, fruit fly. <laughs> fruit fly. Um, they just spawn out of the air. Right. Seriously, they literally. Instantly alive. Out of food. Oh, here you go. It's the worst. Now, go land on everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's unreal. Anyway. No, the what do you think of the meadow? Yeah, it's sick, dude. Um, it's amazing. Yeah, the, the one year I didn't come, I think we had like we Jake's wedding. Yeah, you filmed a video with Connor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was, I obviously, no lie, like I've been bummed that I haven't hunted <laughs> it until now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we hunted it for the first time, I think like four or five weeks ago, right before we went to Canada. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was fun. It was awesome. It was fun to hunt with Ryan. I never hunted with him. Bartle. That was fun. And yeah, the meadow's sick. That day, I will tell you though, like the thing, the only thing that sucks about the meadow, my least favorite part about the meadow is that creek. Yeah. That creek just makes everything like harder. Sketchy. Yeah. So first day, we're standing in the corn and there's this creek that goes right there and that creek is eight feet deep. So it only floods when it gets like five plus inches of rain. I think he said it barely floods at four inches of rain. Yeah. In a day. And so... When that creek floods, though, you, it just looks like water. Right. And you just, you could easily go in over your head in one footstep. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> it's kind of sketchy. Dude. It's sketchy, bro. It's sketchy. And so when we were hunting the corn, um, the creek is in front of us and all of our decoys are in front of us and shit. And it's just like, oh, well, let's hope the dog gets every single bird, you dude, know, because you're not going over that creek. Bro, no lie. When you see the creek when it's not flooded, <laughs> it's you're huge. like, holy shit. You like walk up by that like it's just you know like a little puddle, (laughs) like it's no big deal. But like even if it was dry, you'd be like you'd have to avoid the the valley. You know what I mean? You just look straight down for real, dude. Oh shit, that's crazy. Mm -mm. Yeah, no good. Yeah, no, but it's Uh, the meadow was so much fun. We hunted it three times this year. He's hunted like seven times this year. He has, but I've been on it with three or four times. Yeah, that was my. Th- I've been on it three. I've hunted it three times now. Yeah, they they didn't yeah. do it this year. The first day we hunted it this year, they did it like they always did, and then every day after that, I think there's just so much more pressure there now. Like mm. when that just flooded there, when that flooded this year, a lot of other stuff around it flooded, and so right. there were a lot of hunters. Yeah, and a lot of places for birds to go. Right, right, right. So I wish it flooded a little bit easier. Yeah, you um, know. Just because it, it only does get flooded like one day, maybe a year, maybe a couple, if you're lucky. But yeah, if it, if it was just like a little bit easier for that thing to flood up, you know, it's just these little things you, you think about when you're thinking of like architecture of your next hunting place. Like, uh, yeah, I wish the thing flooded just like with ease. <laughs> right? Yeah. It makes me want <clears> to <throat> make a spot like that in the future. Make it oh, a super low spot and just have it be natural grasses. Go Dude. in there and mow it right before duck season, and then if it floods, it floods, and that'd be sick. Yeah, tell me, like, this is actually a great convo. What would be, like, your ideal spot if you were going to buy land? Let's say you're getting, like, not a lot of land, like 20 acres. That's a lot of land. But what okay. would you do with 20 acres? Uh, I mean, it totally depends on the topography, but, like, if there's a large wooded area, honestly... I would levy that thing off and figure out how to get water in it. Like if it has oaks, control flood it. Yeah. Yep. 100%. And cut holes. In Minnesota? Yeah. I would totally do that. Yeah. If it was like a wooded area and it's got a good flight line over those woods, you know? Yeah. 100%. I would put like flat roof rubber underneath the ground, bury it, and have like plywood as far away from the spot as you could. Yeah. So that if it ever like gets over its banks or like build like mud, dirt, whatever, just so that it can actually hold water. Right. That'd be incredible. Yeah. What if it was like field land? I'd dig a pond. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I would right in the middle of the field. I would one hundred percent dig a pond. Yeah. I'd rent an excavator for do you know how cheap that stuff is? To rent, rent per day? Yeah. Is like, what is it? An excavator is like, what, like four or 500 bucks a day? So like a large one. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. Like, a let's mini just X, say. 300? Like the one my dad has at the cabin. Yeah. It's 300 a day. Yeah. 300, dude. I so know. you can build a pit like that. Yeah. 
No problem. 300 bucks to save your back. 100%. Yeah. And so go in there, go into the middle of a field in the middle of fall or at the end of fall, dig the hole right in the middle of the field, stake it off if it's your land. So, you know, like for the crop line and whatever, plant some natural grasses around it or just let it overgrow for a couple of years and never plant crops in that area. You're set. Yeah. Set. So I would 100% build a pond. No questions asked. Would you dig a pond that had like little points on it and stuff or would you just dig like a circle? I don't know. I guess it depends on like, there's so many variables. I know. I know, dude. I've been doing a little dreaming. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think I'd make the whole thing about three and a half, four feet and maybe have an island in the middle. I don't know. Yeah, an island could be sick. Be cool. I feel like I would make it with like, points at each kitty corner mm. you know so like it would be almost like a circle like a longer circle maybe like an oval and then have like a jutting point like on each corner mm. that would kind of swale out give you a lot of options like hunting yeah and yeah. You, then you'd have, you'd create like two bays kind of too on accident yeah it's kind of cool It'd be very cool yeah. yeah dig some deep spots in it and yeah do whatever i think that'd be so cool it'd be so inexpensive and uh my buddy ryan berg uh digs ponds and he was telling me that there's certain soils that is like best to do it on others will just soak it in right and so you either have to put a fabric at the bottom or you know just find the right kind of soil yeah it's like damn yeah i never thought about that imagine building this pond whatever and then all of a sudden it's just like dry right Well, one thing you can do, I think, is it depends how you finish it out, right? So, like, if you planted, like, grass or did, like, a grass-sand combo, like, you're setting yourself up for success, I think, right? Mm -hmm. If you just dig it and leave it dirt and you have, like, great black soil. Well, you got to plant some stuff in there for sure. That sucks. (laughs) It's not going to be good. Dude, It's going to be an absolute mud pit. I don't know. I want to say so because I remember, like, back in the day we had a bunch of smart weed. On like Western Minnesota, is there still a bunch of smart weed out there, Carter? Uh, no idea. No idea. No idea. Couldn't identify. Oh, you'd know. Um, but like ducks eat that shit up like hard. Yeah. So if you were to just fill it every year, plant smart weed, just like make moist soil management, so it's like always wet. Yeah. That's like what helps it thrive. Or or I can't remember for smart weed. Like it needs to have six inches of water on it at all times or something. It's it differs, but um, if you could plant smart weed and then flood it, oh, no, crack right, crack or like foxtail, oh, that would be unbelievable. Corn around it, mm-hmm, right. Night night, yeah, <laughs> night night, yeah. No, dude, I want that. Put a pit in there. I want that. I want that. <laughs> Put a pit in there. Do we watch Napoleon Dynamite? <laughs> Um. Yep. I want that. I want that. <laughs> it's unreal. Um. Yeah. All right, guys. By the way, before we get back into this, this podcast is also brought to you by Onyx Hunt, and I can just say confidently, coming back from Canada, I legit, I legit don't ever want to know truly what it's like to hunt without Onyx Hunt. That ass. That was bad. So it was bad. It was so. Bad. Use our code MWF20 for 20% off your Onyx discount, elite or state only. I think the state's 30 bucks, elite's 100 They just started doing a tri-state deal, too. Really? Mm-hmm. Dope. That's Pretty actually cool. ideal, almost. Yeah. Yeah. So, go check it out. Use our discount, MWF20. It's also on the banner if you're watching on YouTube. All right. So, going to the cabin this weekend. I'm gonna go to the cabin. Yeah, we got our we got our friend Forrest in town. He's been helping out at the cabin. He's in town from Alaska, and yeah, he's just one of those people. Like, you want to have a photo on the wall of you guys hunting to like always remember by. And plus, him and um, Brandon, his son, and I have actually become pretty good buddies too. And so, um, it would just be fun to get him and his dad out, me and my dad out. They are best friends, Forrest and my dad. So I'm just like, the weather's gonna be perfect. Full moon migration, large bodies of water, mm-hmm. night, night. 
night night. That would be so much fun. Regardless if we shoot a damn duck, it's going to be unbelievable, but I know we're going to hammer them. That would yeah. be so much fun, man. Yeah, man. If the weather actually holds true to what it says it's going to do. I think it will. Should be good. I think so. Um, I can give you live updates up in Canada. Please do. <laughs> yeah. The weather's continuing. Yeah, you're heading up there Wednesday. What are you doing up there? Going up there with Scott, Trinan, and Big Al up to Oak Hammock up in wherever that is. Winnipeg, Manitoba. Manipet. Manipeg. 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 Yep, that one. Man- yeah. Manipoga, huh? Hunting up there and it's supposed to snow every day. Are they okay with you saying where you're going and everything on this podcast? He's an outfitter. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. ask. Yeah, he's so. all good. Yeah. I, I didn't know where you were going, so. Oak Hammock outdoors. Yeah. I don't yeah. know where that is, but. Oak Hammock is a place, so. It's a, it's it's a, a refuge type yeah. thing. Yep. Okay. Cool. That's dope. It's yeah. unbelievable. Google. Should be insane. Unbelievable Google SEO. Yeah. Oak Hammock Outfitters. Or yeah. whatever his uh, his name is, if he right. has Oak Hammock in there, every right. time someone types that in, he comes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, it didn't take him long to come up with the name. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I haven't like looked into much about what that is. Is it what 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 should I expect? Do you know? It's like um, Scott is always posted every year when the first goose gets back up to Oak Hammock. I think it's like a very large staging. Um, and breeding area in Canada. Sick. It's like I'm, you know how he says like uh, Rochester is like home of the giants or whatever. I think that's yeah. like the original, like the ultimate daddy area. Sweet for honkers or giants. So yeah, do you know what the limit is up there? Five, seven, three? No idea. Ten, forty? <laughs> yeah, I think it's eight. Should be eight. It's not bad. That's really it's good. Pretty good. It's not bad. It's, it's like early good. season numbers, dude. Yeah. Not should, bad. Should be pretty good. Unbelievable. So that'll be very cool. Yeah. I mean, just being honest, usually Scott goes and does well. Like Scott doesn't usually go if it's not going to be good. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't worry about it. You'll have to uh, come back on the podcast and talk about i would love to hear it from your perspective because i've hunted with scott before yep dude is just on another level this will be my first like, time hunting with him and al so yeah like the way that he reads birds man is yeah different and like asking him questions but not trying to be annoying about it be like hey why did you do that like that was such a weird cadence why did you do that and he's like oh i'm just trying to get their attention really okay so he just like it's out of the box from like what I grew up with, so it's very cool. So yep. you'll have to tell me like some of the differences from like your buddies mm-hmm. to like Scott Trining because he's at be a, a lot. He's at a very advanced <laughs> yeah. level, you yeah. know. But yeah, I hope we don't hunt pits the whole time. Hope we are in layouts or a frames or something. Oh, for your filming capabilities. Yeah, I hate filming out of pits. Well, you could just uh, be in a layout behind the pit. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't like that though. Because then kind of yeah. defeats the purpose of the pit. There's still a layout Correct. right there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Dig it in. <laughs> I yeah. Don't <laughs> I don't yeah. Just yeah. get get yourself a little dugout hole. Yeah. Behind the pit. Have you ever done that? Dig a grave. Oh, yeah. Fun with Lauren. They still do that. <laughs> Dig a grave. Sit in it. <coughs> yep. That's awesome. for sure. Clumps of dirt put on top of yourself and call it oh, good. Oh, for tilled. Yeah. For tilled stuff. Ugh. Digging in a tilled field. Eh. Yeah, I've. I don't <laughs> know if I've ever done that. Actually, never don't. dug in. I think maybe one time in a tilled field, but that's that's it. I don't even know. If, yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. First time I ever did it. Uh, we we did it. There was like four of us. I, I dude, I was like 19, 20, maybe, and these guys were like so hardcore, and they're like, oh, dude, we need to dig in our stuff. I was like, okay, yeah, no, it totally makes sense, you know. So we're putting like some of the dirt on our doors, like where it goes into the ground. Like our doors could barely open because we were so far like mm-hmm. underground, and uh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. You're like, I have to add dirt back <clears throat> in. This is mm-hmm. bullshit. And so we get done taking out this dirt, and he's like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, let's get the decoy set up now." And I'm like, "What about that giant ass pile of dirt on the freaking ground, dude? It was not a tilled field." <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> 
what are we going to do about this giant pile of dirt? And he's like, oh, shit. So it's like you have to bring a wheelbarrow to like move the dirt and then bring it back. Digging in blind sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's sucks. that's bogus. Tilled field is actually a lot better because you can just spread it around. But And then when it gets later into the season and the ground's starting to get a oh, little hard. It's yeah. too cold. Yeah. Yeah, you can't get into the ground. Yeah. It's fun. Digging in. Yep. Nice. It's very effective. It's like a, your own mini pit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> personal pit. Oh, man. that's <laughs> Dig a personal pit. I just feel like that's so 17. <laughs> like, I'm 17 years old. Or 65. Or 60, and that's how you always killed birds. Yep. You won't kill them unless you dig. Yep. <laughs> they killed them, though. <coughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, no lie, though. In a pinch, that's just, that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have a shovel? Oh, oh, you forgot today? Forgot your lay plan? <laughs> You're going in the dirt. Yep. You, get, you got a shovel? God, I'm just so... That's why I bought the pontoon blind. You know, that's why we're doing it. Right. So it's like, you know what? I don't want to dig <laughs> this morning. <laughs> Let's just go sit out there and make breakfast and shoot a couple, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's perfect for October. Not to bring up the pontoon one more time, but... No, let's do it. I'm sorry. Like, the thing that I'm most excited about is getting my wife and my kid out there. Yeah. And they're dry. I know my wife's going to shoot at least at a duck. Yeah. Because a little challenge when it comes to killing them. But she does kill a couple every year. And, uh, <laughs> no, just, like, she can come out. It's not like, oh, we need to find a sitter. No, let's just bring her. Yeah. Put the chainsaw earmuffs on her. Yep. Maybe get a couple of rubber bands to keep it on her head. Because she does it. Nah, 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 nah. A couple just, rubber bands, you said? Yeah, put around the headphones <laughs> right. so she can't get them off. Yeah. A little squirrel. Some rubber band them to her head. <laughs> Joey's got his kid out there. Chainsaw muffs, rubber bands. Dude, that'd be incredible, right? Yes. So get like a piece of wire. Just like, yep. 100%. She looks like she's wearing headgear. Yeah. Unreal. No, but it, like I have so many buddies now that have hunted a couple times. They're so fired up about it. And they're like, dude, we got to go out. And it's like, you don't have anything, you know, and I don't have extras for you because you're either a different size than me or I just don't have everything you need to duck hunt. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm not going to tell them they need to buy these things to maybe come out with me once or twice. Yeah. And so the pontoon blind will just be like, dude, I've got extra guns. I've got everything other than your license and wear warm clothing. Mm-hmm. You're good. Do you have a pair of boots that go above your ankle? You're good. Just get in the yeah. blind. You don't need waiters, dude. Yeah. Just get in the blind. I'll set it up for you. Sick. They can bring their kids who are like two or three and it's like, well, we just had another kid and I don't want to leave my wife with the baby and the toddler. I have so many friends like that. Nathaniel. Dude. Hey, dude, bring Carter out. That way, That's what I'm doing this weekend. You know what I mean? It'd be dope. I think it's I'm going to do it It's this the weekend. perfect spot for that shit. I just invited Matt this weekend. I was like, are you going to duck hunt this year? He's like, I don't know. You know, this kid's doing that and this kid's doing that. And like, I love waking up with him on the weekend. I don't want to leave him at home. It's like, bring him in the blind, dude. We'll cook him some breakfast. We'll have some snacks. iPad kit out. You're good. You can shoot some ducks. You can have them watch. Like, the dog... Everything. It's perfect. It's so sick. Yeah. I love it. <coughs> I'm gonna do it. I think I'm gonna do it this weekend. Go ahead. I'm gonna do it. I'll I'll alert Jeff. I it feels like every year we travel more and more, you know? Mm-hmm. But I've also hunted around home quite a bit this year. Yeah. Like normally I would have already gone to Wisconsin and whatever, because our early season gets real stale and mm-hmm. Wisconsin's isn't as much. And uh I'm just looking at the schedule trying to figure out with my wife because I'm married now. It's like, you didn't put that in the calendar. You didn't put this in the calendar. I'm like, oh, shit. But, like, we're going to North Dakota. Mm-hmm. We are going to Arkansas for the second split. Mm-hmm. So jacked about that. Are we still trying to go out to Idaho this year? We're going to, yeah. You know? We have Like, to. we're going dope places. Yeah. And I'm so freaking amped, but also difficult with family. Right. <laughs> So difficult with the family. I totally get it. And like our wives are pretty damn cool about it, you know? Really cool. But I'm getting a little bit of that guilt. Same. Getting a little bit of that guilt here. Yep. No, I got the same thing going on. You got a baby coming. Yep. 
I got a baby coming. We haven't announced that yet. What? We still haven't announced it. Why? Just haven't said anything. You um, got first baby on the way. I got second baby on the way. Yeah. And we're leaving in the heart of their pregnancy because we're how far apart? We're due February You're 22nd. You're due a month before us. Okay. Yep. So we're four weeks apart. Literally, exactly. Actually, we're March 22nd. Holy shit. Yeah. So that's wild. Yeah. And you don't know what you're having yet. No. But I found out. We find boy. out the day after we get back from North Dakota. Holy shit. Yeah. So I I found Holy out we shit. are having a boy. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Literally. Literally. So anyway, so I'm, I'm feeling a little bit of guilt. Yeah, me too, man. I will tell you this, though. Uh, like right now, where we're at with how the year has started... I think that this is one of like one of my favorite, if not my very favorite ever so far openings to like a duck season. Where's like, that? It's just been it's just been fun, man. I think I think I'm grateful. Like I think I feel like <laughs> mm-hmm. No, like mm-hmm. no, did I like I think I understand like how how fortunate we are oh. to do it and to be able to experience the stuff we do and I think I don't know, man. I just feel really grateful for it this year. I think that I I am trying to uh I'm trying to see it with with the right lens, you know? Like more than ever. Just like I think I grasp duck season or what? Yeah, just like how how fast it goes away. You know? Like mm-hmm. how fast it's like here and gone and that just sets in more and more. The more of them you watch go away, you know, and you I think instead of putting so much pressure on, you know, trying to make sure that this or that or you done this or you done that like it's just more like if you're out there just enjoy the shit out of it yeah i saw one of the greatest memes of all time What's that? the other day where it's like when your girlfriend or wife gets pissed off at you for hunting so much during hunting season it's like you have 60 days to go to your favorite store all year you're telling me you're mm-hmm. not going to go to target every day i'm like that that is like very equivalent it's like, uh, we only have so many days to do this. You might as well do it as much as you can. Yeah. Shit, yeah. dude. No, I'm not going to lie, though. If my wife went to Target 60 days in a row, I'd probably be like, hey, man. <laughs> this, <laughs> this fucked up, dude. <laughs> that ass. Every single oh, yeah. one be of like, us hey, would. You need to chill. Hey, man. Maybe. <laughs> maybe tomorrow you don't go to Target, you know? <laughs> So anyway, but we don't do it all sixty days, no, do we? No, 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 no. But like, but you're you gonna go hunt to- like a hundred days a year. I counted right. and I hunted like fifty eight days last year. Me, damn. So like I know you, you like hunt you're 100. in the f- like you're pulling the trigger. I hunted with my gun fifty eight days last year. Ooh. You hunted for sure a hundred days last over year. over a hundred then, over a hundred by far. Yeah, if you hunted fifty eight, yeah. I maybe tripled you yeah maybe i don't know for that's, sure a hundred that's bad yeah poor roya <laughs> dude fuck that's what i'm saying bro <laughs> like oh anyway man. oh but i tell you what yeah. i married the right gal because she understands how passionate i am about it right we actually just had a talk about it the other night i was like thank you so much for holding down the fort as much as you have i can't tell you how much i appreciate it Cause I need to do this. It makes me feel like a person. Like well, I'm, dude. I am whole. It is so fulfilling for me to go out. I don't have to kill a limited ducks every time I go, but being out, it's quiet nature. I need that decompression. Not only that, Bad. but like, dude, after hunting season, like I want to be home. Mm-hmm. You know, like it is fun. It's enjoyable. It is so nice after we get through like February with our schedule of traveling and everything and just putting content out and turning deliverables in and whatever. Dude, like when we get to February, like after February, March hits and you're like, oh, it's nice to be here. Homebody. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to catch up on stuff and yeah. yeah. I like my home. Yeah. Yeah. I like being here now. It's nice. <laughs> but anyway. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Yes, thank you, Carter. On top of the You're intro, so outro today. Okay. Someone has to. Mm-hmm. And you know it won't be us, so yep. please leave us a rating, a review. We appreciate it. Check us out on all our other channels. You can watch these on YouTube now. Midwest Flowers Podcast. 
Hey, real quick, for everyone who loves the outro, there's a new unbelievable Spanish song out. It's called Ella Baila Sola. Shit slaps. Ord. So ord. <laughs> it slaps so hard. All right. I love that song. And if you like El Camayon, you're going to freak out. Yeah. All right. Congratulations. Hey, one more thing, by the way. 